Welcome to the 100th episode of Starting a Business Simplified. Wow, I can't even believe that I've gotten to this milestone. What a huge accomplishment. I'm Susie Rains, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified. In this special episode, I have the pleasure of having my friend and coach, Sandy Bartlett, who was my very first guest a year ago to the day on my podcast, and I did not plan that, which is crazy. This 100th episode just happened to land during a time when I asked her to be a guest again, just to talk more about how we can love ourselves more and be confident as business owners. This conversation was beautiful and a great way to celebrate my 100th episode, and I I just can't believe that I didn't plan it, and here it is. Sandy is a best-selling author and self-discovery coach. She specializes in guiding women through transformative journeys, and she's committed to empowering others shine brightly. I hope you enjoy this 100th episode as much as I enjoyed the conversation with Sandy, and that you can take away from this an opportunity to look inside yourself, love yourself, and transform how you see the world. Welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Rains, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hi, Sandy. Welcome back to the podcast. For the listeners out there that may not know this, Sandy was my first guest (laughs) when I started my podcast. And when this episode airs, it will be a year to the day that that episode launched, which I did not plan for. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. When I was looking to organize this episode and what I was doing and stuff, and I looked back and I was like, oh my goodness. And it's my 100th episode. I love that you're my 100th episode published. I know I've done more than 100. When this is published, it'll be my 100th episode published. And I'm so happy that it's you, Sandy. Me too. I'm excited. (laughs) It's awesome. So for those of you listening that may not know, Sandy and I actually went to coaching school together. We were in the same cohort, graduated at the same time, and we actually did some work together when we were in in classes. So we've known each other for many years. I'm so excited that you're here. I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about you and how you got started, because that's really, we like to share what's going on with starting a business, but also what you're doing right now. And I'm going to say it because I'm excited. She's also a best-selling author now. Like a lot happens in a year for an entrepreneur. Just so those of you who are just starting out, a lot can happen in a year <laughs> and it's beautiful. So yeah, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and sharing who you are, what you're doing and where you're at right now. So my name is Sandy Bartlett. I live in Prescott Valley, Arizona. I think a year ago when we recorded the first one. So you're right, a lot happens in a year. Since then, I have moved to Prescott Valley, Arizona, uh, where we actually have season. So it's kind of exciting. It's starting to get colder here. I spent, I date myself here, 
40 years, I think, 35 plus, 40 years in human resources, most of that in management. And I actually retired twice. And, uh, but the second time I knew I still wanted to contribute to life, to society, whatever. And so I didn't want to just retire and not do anything. So I started exploring. I really thought I would end up doing consulting in the human resources field. And through my research, I found the coaching program that I met you at. And the rest, they say, is history because I really never have looked back. And now I, I don't, not that I would necessarily be opposed to helping out an HR department, but that's not really my focus. So what I learned about myself through the whole process was in building my own business that I really love empowering other women and cheering them on and helping them become the best version of themselves, which is really what I've been doing the last however many years since I started um, working on coaching. I started out coaching on confidence, and that still has an aspect of my, in, involved in my coaching. I now, I call myself a self-discovery coach, and it's really looking at all the different self areas. So self-knowledge, self-exploration, self-talk, self-compassion, self-love, all those things. My programs really are tailored to my clients based on where they're at in their life. We start with, I have a self-assessment wheel so they can assess themselves in eight different self areas. And then Based on how that turns out, then we can focus them on and work on action items to help them in those areas to get wherever it is they want to go. Particularly, I think us as women, we spend so much of our time and our life doing for everybody else and living up to everybody else's expectations that sometimes we're not even on our own list of priorities. We're last if we're on that list at all. And I hear so often, I don't have time. Well, you don't have time not to do for you because you can't pour from an empty cup. I know that sounds really simple, but it's really not. Starting with those baby steps to do for yourself, whether it's starting in five minutes, if that's all you can do, every little bit helps. I was watching the uh, Country Music Awards and Lainey Wilson, when she got Entertainer of the Year, she got up there and she talked about how every morning she gets up and she looks in the mirror and she tells herself, you're beautiful, you're enough, you're godly, you're whatever. And she has this whole list that she goes through. And I thought, how cool is that? And what an example to all those women and young women and whoever that follow her for her to get up there and express that because we don't do that for ourselves enough because we're so busy taking care of everybody else, whether it's at home, at work, wherever we're at, we're always doing for everybody else and we don't do for ourselves. Yeah. And that's such a big thing. And coming from a 35 plus year career in doing for somebody else, you worked for businesses for other people. And then you stepped into your own business and it was kind of like, whoa, we have to look at ourselves first because we can't be successful 
in what we're doing until we know who we are and how to be the person that we are designed to be. And so I think that's so incredibly powerful. So tell us about your book that you just launched. Sure. The book is called Unconditionally You, Your Sassy Guide to Self-Love. And I I chose self-love because it all starts there. And and all of those self-areas are intertwined. And you can't really look at one without looking at all of them. Self-love really encompasses all of them. And if I can get any one point across, that's it. It's not selfish. And I, I, I used to work with a gal who wouldn't take the time. She felt guilty if she did anything for herself, including she wanted to get her teeth fixed. And she felt so guilty doing that for herself. And even though I watched the transformation of her because she felt better about herself when she got her smile fixed. I watched the difference in the confidence that I saw that started building. And so doing those things for yourself, and, and I talk about it in the book, if any of you've ever flown anywhere, you, they do their little spiel and they talk about when, if there's an emergency and the oxygen mask drops, put yours on first and then help other people. It's the same concept. You have to take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And I know that sounds cliche, but if you are so spent at the end of the day, because you've been doing for everybody else, how are you supposed to take care of those? You're not giving your best because you're not taking care of yourself. So you can't afford not to do that. In the book, I go through, it's it's a quick read and it's available through the Kindle app or paperback. I take you through a number of action steps. You don't even have to start at the beginning. You can, each chapter really stands alone. It comes with a downloadable workbook that you can use to do the exercises or just grab a journal. Taking care of you. What are the stories that you've been told? We were all raised as little girls with certain stereotypes, for lack of a better description. Mm -hmm. It's all the girls do this, boys do that. Well, who says? And the shoulds, I should do this, I should do that. It's learning about where you came from and what created that and give yourself permission that to change that story for yourself. One of the reasons I chose to become an entrepreneur and start my own business was, and that I left my corporate job was because I frankly was tired of always being told who to be, what to do. I have a lot to give. I have a lot to offer. I am worth it. I was born worth it. You were born worth it. I wanted to be able to do that without somebody else telling me, no, you can't do that for whatever reason. I was just done. And I've honestly never looked back and I've never been happier. Going back even to, I remember when my first husband decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And my friend dragged me to this singles event at church. And somebody asked me, what do I like to do? I had no clue. I didn't know what to say because I realized at that point that my entire being was wrapped up in my first husband, what he liked to do. And, and so I literally spent the next 10, 11 years trying to figure out what it was that I liked to do. 
who was I? Yeah. And I know the listeners out there, I'm sure that for those of you that are in a medical job that is high stress, high structure, long hours. And if you're in, I'm going to say nursing specifically, because I know how that works. You take orders from the doctors. You're told exactly what to do. You follow a protocol. It's step-by-step. And if you don't do it accurately, then lives are at risk. And so they don't even have permission to explore or to be creative or to even think for yourself because you're following those strict protocols. And I know from the HR world, you had policies and procedures and it had to be followed because otherwise you're legally liable for anything that goes outside the lines. And so this understanding of self, I just love that you're doing this and that you're sharing this with women because I can totally agree with you. I had the same situation happen to me when I was younger. People would ask me what I like to do and I couldn't tell them. They would ask me what books I like to read and I couldn't tell them. What movies do you like? I don't know. Like I, Because I lived for everybody else. I literally Mm -hmm. lived for everybody else. And I know that in this, this world, it's always been, so what do you do for a living? That's your identity. It's like you had to basically pick a job that in your mind, and this is my own opinion, but for me, I would pick jobs that sounded cool, <laughs> like, because I want to sound cool. Like, I want to, oh, yeah, I, I do budgeting for sales and marketing for a publishing company. Woo, look at you, Susie. It, it was all, we identify so much outside of ourself, outside of our true, who we are, who we were made to be, and the gifts that we were, that we brought here with us to share with the world. And we cover it up with what we think other people want us to be. Or we just identify because we've been doing it for so long that it just becomes who we are. I know I had to transition from, I was a medic in the army. And so army military, that was a huge transition to go back to being a person (laughs) outside of the military. I mean, even just wearing nail polish was weird because we couldn't wear nail polish. And I know for some of the medical people and and surgical people, you can't wear nail polish either because of sterility and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So there's a lot of conditions that get placed on us that we don't even get to express. You have to wear your hair a certain way and can't get in the way of stuff and all of these things. So we just really don't even have the capacity, I think, after working like that and living like that, even in our off time, to sit down and go, oh, who am I? (laughs) What do I like? What clothes do I really want to wear? When do you have time to do that? Exactly. I think too, being told whether it's corporate or military or whatever, nurses, you were on the front line. For me, I was on the front line in HR. Even though I was a director, I was still working with the managers and the employees and and that. And nurses are working with the patients and, and that type of thing. So you're you're in the trenches, what's going on, and yet you've got The people above you, whether it's the doctors or the CEOs or whoever, who are very much removed and yet don't want to listen to what you have to say. So then it makes it just compounds because it makes you feel like you're not important. It makes you feel less than. And I'm here to tell you, ladies, that's just not true. Because we are all, we were born worthy and somewhere along the line, somebody told us not to be. And it started when we were young girls. 
because we were told to be a certain way. And we can change that story. It's just having the, the desire and the willingness and the gumption to do it and not let somebody else tell you otherwise, whether yeah. it's your boss, your husband, your boyfriend, your friends, whoever. I mean, I spent years, I described myself for a long time that I used to be, I would call a chameleon because it was like, just go with the flow. I don't want to, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to have to explain anything. So just go with the flow. And we have to remember that no is a complete sentence. And we don't have to provide an explanation, even though sometimes we are made to feel like we do, but we don't have to. We only answer to ourselves. It's getting to the point where you believe that. Yeah. And especially when you're starting a business, because you are in charge, you get to make all the decisions. And I know that can be scary for people. I talk to women all the time that are thinking about starting a business because they're talking to me like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And the biggest thing that comes up is fear. It, two things come up, actually. There's fear of the transition. They're like, I don't even know. I'm not sure it's going to actually work. I'm not sure that I'm actually going to be successful. And again, that can go back to stories of not feeling worthy and not feeling mm -hmm. like you're good enough because we're all good enough. We're all worthy. We can all do anything, literally anything. We can all do right. it. And so there's that piece. And then there's the time piece. And the time piece comes with what you were saying, doing everything for everybody else. So it's like, I know you have your job and you have to go to that and there's no way around that because you're working for an employer. Then I have my family and I have my friends and I have these other things around me. We have a choice. So if we choose ourselves, if you really, those of you listening, if you really want to start a business, I actually wrote an online course specifically with low time parameters on it on purpose. Like the videos are less than 10 minutes. Everything's in short, quick little work, worksheets you can do so that those people that feel like I just can't do it because I don't have time. I'm doing all these other things for everybody else. You actually can and say yes to yourself and say, this is for me. Because if I spend a little bit of time here and say no to somebody else, no is a complete sentence, as Sandy says, <laughs> say no <laughs> to somebody else and with an understanding. So if you have been giving your time away to all these people, letting them know that something's shifting, I'm going to start a business. So my time's going to be limited and I'm going to say no more. And just that that's how I handle things when I'm shifting because I've made a lot of shifts in the last year. And Sandy, I got to tell you, when we work on ourselves, it gets easier and easier to say no. I had somebody send me a message on LinkedIn. They're like, oh, I want to, I want you to help me with this recording and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I don't have time. <laughs> a year ago, I probably would have tried to make it fit. Like I would have rearranged some things or like did this or that. And as a business owner, you just, you have to learn your boundaries, create those boundaries and then stick to them. And I think that that can be a challenge also for people. It's a learning process. Like you said, starting with self-love because when you start to love yourself it's easier to say no i think when i was early on in my hr career as a manager and i was in the corporate world and i was constantly taking work home what i realized is that nobody cared if i did it or not nobody was paying attention to it. i was telling myself i have to do this 
you're robbing other people of the opportunity to grow, first of all. Delegate some of that. Let other people. It took me a long time to learn that lesson. Now, my biggest joy in life is creating what I call white space on my calendar. I get to call the shots. I typically don't schedule anything Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I leave those days open. Even during the week, like Tuesday this week, I had nothing on my calendar. And so we went and did a few things. I love that I have that freedom to be able to do that. I have a whiteboard that I keep up on the refrigerator and I change it every month. It shows the whole month so that my husband knows he can go look and see what I got going on each day. And so being able to have your own business, for those of you that are looking at wanting to do that, that is one of the biggest perks is being able to do that and cover shots. And I've worked with a number of different coaches. I've worked with some high ticket coaches and those didn't work for me either from this. Not that I didn't get value out of it. I did, but it was more, I don't subscribe to the do it my way or you're going to fail kind of a thing. They were telling me how they did it. Okay. That's great for you, but that doesn't work for me. I needed to find my own way. And that's the beauty of of being an entrepreneur is that you have the freedom to be able to do that and giving yourself permission to try different things. Yes, you're doing a lot of things. Part of it is you need to, as a business owner, you need to learn how to do those things. doesn't mean you have to do it yourself, but you need to understand the process so that you understand how it works. It takes time. Being able to call those shots for yourself and to set that schedule and to do what feels right to you. I'm not going to lie. I was doing all the things and falling prey to shiny object syndrome, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. That's part of the learning process. And it's learning to be okay with that and not beating yourself up over it. Be you unapologetically and do what feels right to you. Yeah. And that's, that's the key right there. What you just said is just be you. Because, and I did a whole podcast episode, solo episode on this of when you're yourself, and I'm learning this, I'm learning how to speak up, have a podcast. <laughs> I tell people, believe it or not, I had a hard time speaking up and I do a <laughs> podcast. It's different to tell somebody no than it is to hit record and be like, this is my opinion on and like talk on a podcast. There's different ways of speaking up. One of the biggest things is be yourself because the more you learn about who you are and what you like and what you don't like, you can have an opinion. That I talked to somebody, I think it was while we were still in school, when you and I were still in coaching school, and I had talked to somebody, I wanted to start a blog. I'm like, I want to do blogging. And they're like, okay. And I said, but don't I have to like do citations and like who said what and make sure that it's all like technically accurate and what? And they're like, who said? Blogs are opinions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're quoting somebody, definitely tell people who it is that you're quoting. But really, it's your opinion and your thoughts. And that's the whole point of a blog. It's not a technical, written, specific, like, interview type journal writing thing. It's, I'm Susie, and this is what I think. It's like, and that was huge. That was like giving myself permission to be me. Because I lived my whole life thinking I always had to be in line with everybody else and doing the things that everybody else thought I should be doing and saying the things that everybody else thought I should be saying. And so it totally falls in line. When you're an entrepreneur, Sandy and I are going to give you permission today, right now as you're listening, just be you in everything yes. that you do. 
even if you're still working, go to work tomorrow, be you and watch people's faces. <laughs> They'll be like, whoa, what happened to you? This is how I really feel. <laughs> they will respect you more, in my opinion. I believe they will respect you more working in HR. I used to tell people all the time, the only thing you have control over is your reaction to things. And it's That's true. true. I can't make that other person change. Being who you are and being mindful. I've said to people before, I was one of those, I don't have time to have a morning routine and have this and have that. It's made a world of difference now that I have one. <laughs> and that is non-negotiable for me at this point. I get up and I go in that spare room and I spend anywhere from an hour to 90 minutes doing me, meditation, journaling, devotionals, whatever it is, it has literally made a huge difference and shift in my mindset in how yeah. I approach things. That's so good. When you said, <laughs> I don't have time, it's all in our perception. And I like to tell people that if you time yourself, when you say, I don't have time, set a timer when you start to do things. I started doing this with cooking. Like, I don't have time to make food, whatever. I set a timer and I was like, oh my gosh, that only took me like five minutes to do. What is wrong with me? Like, in my mind, it was like an hour of my life to make toast. And it's just funny. We have this perception when we believe these are our stories, these are our beliefs. I believe I don't have enough time. Flip that around and say, I have all the time in the world. And now make choices of what you're going to do with it. Because if we just keep saying, I don't have enough time, then we create that reality for ourselves. And I know people listening, and I know you probably have experienced this, when the clock's moving really slow and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like <laughs> it's only been five. And then there's other times where you're like, hour go. Where did this like, go? Yeah. So I believe <laughs> we actually have control over time in our perception and how we view it. Because I guarantee you that alone time that you do for yourself every morning fluctuates in that sometimes it goes really slow and it's beautiful and you're like, wow, and you're just like indulging in it. And other times it goes by in a flash and you're like, whoa, what happened? And I will tell you, talking about time, okay, it can be done in 10 minutes. I do a meditation every morning and I do one at night before I go to bed. I use Insight Timer and you can even do a search of or based on time, there are meditations on there that go from anywhere from four minutes to over an hour. It's whatever you choose to focus on. You could do a five-minute medita guided meditation. I do five-minute journaling. You do a minute on gratitude, a minute on reflection writing, and then writing an affirmation. So now I've kind of modified that for myself. I do gratitude, and it's, and it's not lengthy. I just write down gratitude in my journal and whatever comes to mind, five or six things, <clears throat> one or two words, responses. And it could be as simple as gratitude for sleep, gratitude for the sunrise, gratitude for whatever. And then I do reflection and it's two or three sentences. It's not long. Then I write an affirmation for myself every day. And that's my journaling. To say you don't have time, you can get up 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, five minutes if that's all you got and do pick one of those. You don't have to do all three of them. Pick one of them. There are things that you can do to put that into your schedule that will make a difference in your mindset. And it's a matter of choosing to do it. 
and saying you will do it and make it a non-negotiable. Put it on your calendar. Thank you so much, Sandy. I would love for you to share with people how they can reach out to you. One takeaway that people can take away from this episode, something that they could start doing now. Okay. Um, so the best way probably or the easiest way to find me is on my website. I'll put it in the show notes. It's www.thesandybartley. You can contact me via email and you can order my book. I do have my self-assessment wheel on that website, which is a great place to start where you can assess yourself. After that, I do offer a free call. You get to pick one of those areas and I will help you dive deeper and come up with some action steps steps to help you in that one particular area. Takeaway for today, take that five minutes, whatever it is, make it non-negotiable. You could start with, if you're not a writer, you're not a journaler, I would say is to write a love letter to yourself. We do not give ourselves enough credit. Write it as if you were writing it to your best friend. So take the time and tell yourself how fabulous you are and how beautiful you are. And you're not allowed to put anything negative in there. It's all about the positive about yourself. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing my 100th episode with me. That's so exciting. And for those of you listening, as always, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. Have you thought about starting a business and didn't know what to do first? You're in the right place. I've created a simplified step-by-step process for starting a business. Click on the link in the show notes for information on how to get started today.